Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delt and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Okay, folks, welcome back. Um, continuing to do a series of podcasts here about DevOps technology and, and the changes that the business and technology are making, um, they're driving uh, into technology and, and why the technology under the covers has to change. So uh, back again with Jonas Rosalind. Jonas, welcome. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about this thing called containers. Um, what, what What is a container? And and why is all of a sudden it's so it's such a big buzzword? Yeah, uh, I think containers is kind of the the wonder child of the IT industry right now. Um, containers is essentially a um, a contained version of an application with just the bare minimum to actually run that application. So um, a lot of people that I talk to about containers, they want to know how it relates to virtual machines. Sure, VM. Uh, so looking at a virtual machine, you usually have a, a hypervisor underneath, you have a, a virtual layer of virtual hardware, and then you have an operating system on top of that, and then you have your application on top of that. Okay, so it looks uh, like, I mean, it looks in essence like a full server or a full machine. It's got everything. Exactly. And it's all just for itself. Yeah. Okay. So looking at a container, um, you kind of strip away a lot of the stuff um, you don't really have a hypervisor. You don't really have virtual hardware per se, uh, but you have a contained version of a, a bare bones operating system. And in that bare bones operating system, you have your application running. Okay. So what's, what's really cool about this is that in a virtual machine, for instance, you usually run one application because you want to make sure that that application has its own resources and everything. But within containers, uh, or rather with containers, you can run multiple different applications within a virtual machine or within a physical server uh, without having them uh, conflict at all. Okay. And I think the other thing that I hear about containers, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of times with, with virtual machines, you know, so you could run, you know, vir multiple virtual machines on a, on a piece of physical hardware. Um, but every one of them uh, in some cases, if they were all different, that would be great. You'd have a way of, of dealing with lots of individual machines, but they, they share the same hardware. A lot of cases with these more modern environments and the ones that are looking at containers, a lot of them share a lot of the same characteristics in terms of the operating system, maybe some of the other underlying things that are installed on there. Is containers a way to say, Instead of having to, to, to duplicate the same stuff, I can share that across all these containers. Yes. Okay. So looking at virtual machines, if you have, say, uh, 20 Red Hat servers uh, and they all run uh, a certain web service of some sort, um, if, you, if you run those as virtual machines, you need to load up virtual hardware for all, uh, all of them. You need to load the, uh, the virtual operating system for all of them and the libraries and binaries for all of them. Looking at containers, if you have the same base of a container for all your applications, uh, they can actually share that base image and share libraries, share binaries, and you won't actually boot up a, an operating system. Uh, you won't run 
an operating system inside a container. You're just providing the application with the, the base needs it has to actually run. Okay. So from a resource perspective on any given server, sounds like it's it's going to be it's going to remove a lot of that redundancy of have using the same things over and again if if that's your environment very much okay um now we're talking about containers generically um containers have been around for a long time people will say there's been you know containers in uh uh unix for a long time they're called lpars and, and you know there was a container concept in mainframes and wh what's what are some of the you know what we're mostly talking about here is is linux containers what are some of the technologies or the names that people are going to hear around linux containers these days so uh about two years ago now um there was an announcement of a product or or a project called docker and docker has kind of become the um the name for Linux containers right now. There are others out there. Uh, Docker actually builds on top of a lot of the technologies that you talked about and a lot of the Linux container technologies that also have been around for years. Um, Docker just made it easy. Okay. So um, Docker is essentially just a, a, an easy to use tool to create, manage, and deploy containers. Okay. So I think it's important for folks to remember that while you might associate the name Docker with containers, kind of the way that you associate Kleenex with tissue paper, they don't necessarily mean exactly the same thing. It's a flavor of how to build and deploy containers, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and there's other ones like you talked about. There's Rocket from CoreOS and mm -hmm. LXD from Ubuntu, and there's some other ones out there and so forth. So um, now let's talk about um, what's the uniqueness about containers, I think, that, that's very interesting to people is talk about this idea that they're, they're portable. What, what does that mean in terms of containers? So that's a, that's a very powerful thing. The, um, if you look at a traditional virtual environment or a physical environment, you have certain needs for your application. Your application can only run in certain Linux distributions. It has to have certain uh, libraries installed, certain binaries installed to actually be able to run this specific application. With a container, you essentially package the application with all its dependencies. So all the libraries, all the binaries you need within that container. So that means that you can actually run your application on top of um, literally any type of Linux operating system after that. So if you have an application that can only run on, let's say, Ubuntu, uh, you can create a uh, container with that application based on a Ubuntu distribution and then run that application on top of a CentOS or Red Hat machine. Mm, okay. So it, it gets us more towards that, I don't want to say nirvana, but, but more towards that thing where you say my applications can, can really be, A, decoupled from the hardware. Well, that's that's happened with virtualization, but it can sort of be decoupled from being bound to a certain cloud type of environment. Um, it doesn't have to be tied to a specific cloud. You could take a set of containers and run them equally in uh, a private cloud environment or potentially any of the public cloud environments. Is that fair? Yes, exactly. Because they, they are packaged, so you can run them essentially anywhere. You can run them on your laptop, your home lab, your public cloud, or your private cloud environment in your organization. Okay. Um, 
so I think we got the basics of, of containers. Uh, it's a way of, you know, taking Linux machines, sort of um, you know, seg segmenting them up, if you will, or, or, or kind of splitting up the resources. Now let's talk about what makes containers a little bit unique. Um, people sometimes talk about like ephemeral containers versus long-running containers. W what does that mean? Does that mean that they don't, I, mean, I don't know, does, do they just go away or something? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, so ephemeral containers is essentially what you, you see if you use um, public cloud services uh, or, or ephemeral services, rather, uh, is what you see if you use public cloud services like Amazon, for instance, where your instances are ephemeral. That means that they don't store your data inside that container or that VM that you're running there. So the data that you have, you need to store that somewhere else. Um, you will not store data inside a container. The container will look the same no matter where it's run, how long it's been running, or, or where it's running. Um, so you need to store your data somewhere else uh, if you want to store data. Uh, some services like a load balancer, you don't really need to uh, store data so they can be ephemeral and just go away and redeploy as you need to. Okay. And I think that's an important thing for people to consider because, you know, while Docker or any of the container technologies make it really easy to go spin up a container, start doing some stuff, as these things move into more... Um, production level and you know needs and so forth you kind of have to think about okay how you know where's my data going to live how do i access my data um what what do i have to back up do i have to you know let, let's take your example do i have to back up a container mm -hmm. do, the, do, um, do i ever back up a container so there is a functionality within docker um you have a functionality of attaching a volume to a okay. container so if you wanted to run a database inside a container, you can do that. And you can then store your database onto that volume. So what you usually do is that you back up the volume, not the container. Because the container is uh, just something that you will deploy again anyway. But you back up the data that is on the volume. And they have built-in tools for that if you wanted to. Okay. So, and we never really talked about this because we were trying to keep this generic, but there's a file somewhere that describes your container, all the stuff and dependencies that are in there. Those are just text files or, or you know, domain-specific files. You're going you're gonna to back up those things or you're going to keep track of them somewhere. And then the data you're going to think about somewhat separately. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, because this comes up from time to time, um, where, do I, where do I put my containers? Is there, is there any central type of concept that I put my containers? We've been talking about storing software places. We've been talking about configuration management. Do I, do I keep my, my containers somewhere centrally? Yeah. So there are uh, a few different types of services. Uh, you have the, the Docker Hub, for instance, uh, where you can publish your container. Uh, what you can do is that you don't even have to build your container. We talked about uh, CI and CD before uh, in another podcast. And what you can do with Docker Hub is that you just post your Docker file, essentially the file that describes how your uh, container is built out, and it will automatically build that container for you. Okay. So it makes it really easy to share, uh, rebuild, and kind of make sure that you always have the uh, most up-to-date version on there. Okay. Um, that's usually a public repository. Uh, there are other private repositories as well, such as uh, Quay.io. Okay. And I assume... Because you know these containers are becoming more relevant in modern applications, continuously deployed applications, that there's hooks between those container tools 
and the GitHub tools and the continuous integration and the config management tools, they're all sort of becoming inter, inter not interdependent, but you can easily link them together. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, folks, uh, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, we wanted to give you a, you know, what is a container? So you understood that the, the generic version versus the, some of the, the more, um, commercialized or branded versions like a Docker or a, or a rocket. We wanted to give you a sense of some of the tools that go with uh, Docker um, and also give you a sense of, you know, why are people talking about containers um, as an alternative in some cases to using virtual machines and what are the advantages, what are the differences and so forth. So hopefully that was helpful. Uh, we'll put some links in the show notes to some of the places you can go and play around with containers. But uh, thank you very much for listening and look forward to the next show. <laughs>